Edwards coming forward for Ipswich Town in space through the heart of the derby half of the field. Edwards has a shot. Oh, yes! yes! What a goal! It's Carlos Edwards drills it into the net and right at the death of this game, the captain has got the winner. He finds Carlos Edwards, the second in support. Long-range effort! Oh! Oh! Oh, oh my goodness me! That was absolutely amazing! Absolutely amazing! Carlos Edwards about 80 yards out, maybe 100. He was on the banks of the weir. He pulled the trigger. He nearly burst the net. Welcome to my Best 11 podcast. Today we are joined by a midfield winger maestro who I have seen put at least two dozen defenders on their backsides from all the lollipops you used to love to do. We are joined today by, I'm going to name a couple of his clubs, Defence Force, Wrexham, Luton, Sunderland, Ipswich, Millwall um, and Trinidad and Tobago player Carlos Edwards. How are you, Carlos? I'm good, thank you, Andrew. I'm actually great. Excellent. Lovely to have you here. Marv, how do you know Carlos? I mean, it goes back, obviously, most people is going to be Luton, because I'm, I'm the only one who's been at one club, isn't I? So that's where it is, the Luton, but it's probably the most stressful guy I've ever seen in a Luton shirt. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm exaggerating. This guy, this guy, right, so laid back, right? Uh, it, was, it was frightening. I thought I was calm. I thought I was cool. I thought I was collected until Carlos Edwards walks into our club. Let me tell you. <laughs> did they have? Was he? Did he come in horizontal? Was he so laid back? He didn't even walk through the door to speak to Mike Newell. Was he actually lying down when he spoke to Mike Newell the whole time? He, he, he came in. I think, I think he was wearing pajamas. I think he just come out. He, he just he just jumped out of his car with his, with his slippers on and pajamas, and he was just relaxed. Yeah. What's happening? That's him. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I just come in with the smooth, the smooth way, is it? I, I think I came in in a casket, just lying down. Like, they just brought me in. Like, there you go. <laughs> you made other people carry you in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So we are um, going to go through today, Carlos's best 11 players he's ever played with, um, as well as the best manager he's ever worked under. Uh, what we like to do is we go through those people who haven't listened before. We go through the players. Marv and myself have a few guesses because Carlos gives us some clues. Um, and then as we make our way through, we'll find out and just dig a little bit deeper in terms of with Carlos, his career, um, what makes him tick and what he's doing now. We're going to jump straight into the deep end. Um, obviously, you are, well, I just by told by Marv, you're currently doing a little bit of um, coaching, assistant managing. So what formation have you gone for for this team and why? Ooh. Um, I'm going for a 4 3 3 diamond shape. Okay. Would you have fit? Would you have suited this? Uh, it, it all depends what position they would yeah. have me play. Okay. Yeah. Your fa- where did you? Where was your favourite position? I would say um, right wing back. Wing back. Okay. So you like playing a five? Yeah. yeah. But you know what? What the modern day now? How they do it? Obviously, some still play with the four. Some still play with the three at the back. With you know, with that fullbacks going back and forth. Um, I did in my career play 
obviously that free at the back where I think I was Speedy Gonzalez at the time going meet me, you know, up and down the flank and stuff <laughs> like that. That's when I had a, you know, a bit of legs left in me. But obviously with the modern day now, it all depends on the shape of the midfield, how you have the yeah. midfield. If you have a, a flat free in the middle, if you're playing that 4-4-3 four, four, and you, you just want your wingers to, you know, and you have that number four who is just holding for the fullbacks to to bomb forward. So I, I think one of the reasons why I enjoy playing that fullback is because you can see a bit more going forward. You, 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 you're actually going onto the play more. So you could time your runs, you can know when to go forward, you can know when to hold and, and, and things like that. So I would say right wing back would be mm, one excellent. of the positions so that I really, really enjoyed. For the kids these days, we're talking a kind of Trent Alexander-Arnold, that type of player. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Excellent, excellent. So um, you've gone for 4-3-3. What we're going to do is go straight. We're just going to jump straight in. Make sure you give us some clues on the way through. Um, sure. Regarding goalkeeper, because um, obviously you played for a number of clubs. And yep. over to you, sir. You can, and you well, can, if you wish to, sorry, yep. you can give some yep. honourable mention. So if yeah. there's something oh, yes. that you've missed out, just in case they listen, we've had a few comments on our social media of ex-players who didn't make it, who've got a bit annoyed. So if you need to, feel free. <laughs> yes. Well, I've gone for this goal. I've gone for my goalkeeper. Obviously, Marv will know him. But Marv know a lot of people anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely talk a lot of rubbish. Great goalkeeper. His presence is absolutely remarkable. Um, and talks non-stop. Non-stop? Was he an non-stop. international? No. Wasn't an international. Um, good friends with Coiny. Good friends with Nichols. Good friends with Big Stevie. Absolutely not a goal, but a great goalkeeper. Was he signed from Burnley? Yeah. Mm. And he played for Luton. Played for Luton. Oh, was he Marlon Beresford? Marlon Beresford. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's he does it. talk the nonsense and talks a lot, doesn't he? Unbelievable. Unbelievable in goal. But honestly, you some, some of the things that comes out of his mouth, you think you don't even need toilet tissue for that rubbish sometimes. You know, you need something else. You know, but... Um, what do you like to see in a goalkeeper? And what did, did Marlon have that? I mean, as a coach that, now, what do, you, what do you want to see? What's your most important? Is it shot stopping in the air, the non-stop talk? What do you want? I mean, every, everything as, as you would like, because you, you want that commanding presence when, you know, sometimes obviously he's the, he's the first in attack, last in defence. So you want that presence. You want that surety when, when it comes to aerial balls, when it comes to talking to people in front of him and just commanding and just obviously giving the assurance situation and, and, and other situations. Because if, if you have a goalkeeper who's not, who's really quiet and really not talking to your defence or talking to the people in front of you and giving instructions, it's kind of a bit boring. So i rather someone who is literally talking nonstop than I had someone who's not. Yes, it might get a bit annoying, but for a player... It's a bit of assurance that to say, hey, he's he's alert, he's ready. So I got to be on my game. So I got to be ready for whatever comes. And to be fair, he, ne- he never disappoint because you know I had a great year and a half with him playing at Luton. Oh, definitely, definitely. So you played with um, 
more what you'd say household name goalkeepers as well. And I'm talking in there specifically um, off the top of my head, people like Craig Gordon, Richard Wright, I think as well. Um, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. What do you think it was about Marlon that that's kind of that, that meant he didn't ever quite get to that echelons, that that kind of level? I think at the time, I think Marlon was kind of coming down on his. Yeah. Obviously, it is, his his time was coming down. So you know, but maybe if it wasn't four or five years before, around the time that I was at Luton, two thousand five, six, you you look back maybe early two thousand. If he was there, then honestly, and he was a bit younger, I think he could have gone on to be bigger and better. He could have gone on to maybe play at the highest level because he yeah. just had that that presence and that aura about him where, you know, you 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 want something in the goalkeeper, you know. Um, you're looking at goalkeepers now who's going for all million, 30 million and 40, 50 million and stuff like, you know. I think in that era, he would have worked that kind of money if he was a bit younger because he just had that, as I said before, that X factor about him because he was a great goalkeeper, shot stopper, you know, he, he could have kicked the ball. He could have, you know, used to command things in the air when he's coming. And one thing he, I would tell you, he never took, he would, he would, even though you are his player, teammate, he will take you out. Because he, <laughs> he, he, he was making sure that that ball and his, he would pick you up afterwards and call the physio over. But he's making sure that that ball doesn't go into his goal. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So goalkeepers, let's move to defence. Right back and has, right he named, back. has he named himself, Marv? Let's have a look. Oh, um, I would not name myself. No one has. <laughs> no one there, has. There, no. Yeah, there, there is a, another guy who I love playing with. You know, at one stage we used to go kind of neck and neck. And um, it just so happened that, you know, obviously things didn't work out. He, obviously, a few injuries kind of stumble his his progress a bit. He is an international player. Did he play? Did he play for a Midlands club? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He, and and Marv knows did exactly. He, Mar- no, no. Did he play for Luton he, as well? He played for Luton as well. You might know exactly who it is I'm talking about, but he's just playing games at the moment with me. Andrew, so. I'm I'm not sure if Andrew knows. No, he played at, your Midlands club is Wolves. Yeah. Are you asking or are you telling me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling I'm confident. I'm telling no, you. I'm yeah, telling yeah. you. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of, Andrew. Kevin on, Foley. Andrew. Yeah. Kevin Foley it is. Kevin Foley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kevin Foley. <sighs> Excellent. Yeah, he was and really young coming through. I mean, you, not I'm saying you are old, but you were kind of, what, three, four years ahead of him? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. In terms of age-wise yeah. in the dressing room. Yeah. And... Kev had this, you, you could have seen it. He had this thing about him that he he could have just gone from a next level to the next to the next without even breaking a sweat because he was that committed and he was that focused that I think he was a bit he was a bit crazy also. I think it's an Irish thing, you know, when, yeah. when he, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, he is a great player, was a great player to play with. Um, and it just so happened we had that great connection on the right side together, you, you know. And then, and then obviously, there was a time we used to swap roles a bit, 
you know, because he used to like to go forward. So I used to give him that time. And I had that, I had, I could have do a bit of defensive duties also. So it, we used to really, really complement each other going forward and defending because, you know, we, we knew we had the capability of going forward and creating stuff and we had the capability of defending. So we used to, you know, really, really complement each other going that way. No, definitely. And you, um, you must have played against him in the Premier League again then. When you were at Sunderland and he was at Wolves, yeah, yeah, did you yeah, I did. Or not? No, um, no, it was a, no, I didn't. To be fair, because the year that we got promoted with Sunderland to the Prem, Wolves were in the Championship. They right. got relegated at that. that they had, so, so you kind of swapped, get, swapped over. Yeah, 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 swapped over a bit. So I didn't get the the chance to to play against him and and, and stuff like. So, but I did, I did had a little loan spell with him from Sunderland because I was injured and I went for a two-month loan at Wolves. So I did had, you know, I went back there with him again. Yeah. And I think that year they got promoted that year. Um, obviously under Mick, when they came back up to the Premier League, I think was in 2008, I think it was. About that, yeah. I mean, was it nice yeah. to see him? Obviously, you saw him when he was really young. Was it nice to see the progress in kind of it was, um, four or five it, years later? Yeah, because... Because I knew he had that capability of going to the next level, which he, he didn't surprise me. He did. Obviously, seeing him in the in the prem was like, wow, yeah, that's that's where he, you know, he's supposed to be because yeah. he he he's worked his way up from you know got promoted. Obviously, blow league one open with Luton with record um, points for the season. You know, the first year in the championship, we absolutely, no one expected us to finish in the top half of the table, obviously. And we were doing so well in the second year, obviously, surprisingly, obviously the team got ripped apart by, you know, selling this player here and there. And and things just kind of, you know, obviously folded. But to see him where he was, was a, you know, a fresh air, really. And it just so happened, obviously, you know, I, I think injuries kind of, Dent his progression to go to the that next level where he really should have been. Definitely, definitely. So let's just say, yeah, sorry, Mark, um, all right. No, so <clears throat> going back to um, well, let's say where it began. I mean, I know you was playing a club before Wrexham, but why? But how come Wrexham? Why Wrexham, Carlos? What was how that come about? You know, um, my agent at the time, Mike Berry. Um, Obviously, I, I I don't know if you recall Big Clayton Ince, goalkeeper for Trinidad yes, Tobago. Yes, yes, yeah, he was at Crew. Yes, yes, he was at Crew. He bang on there, Marv. So Clayton had trials and stuff in England before I joined the the, the defense force team, and obviously Dario Grady obviously was interested in Clayton, um, signed Clayton, and. Mike was the agent who negotiated all the terms and, you know, and Mike obviously asks Clayton, obviously, if there was any guys in Trinidad who he think could have, you know, cut it to the English level. And obviously, stupidly enough, um, Clayton mentioned my name. (laughs) I don't know why, Marv, don't ask. I don't know why. So he said, okay, you'll make a trip to Trinidad. So he made a trip. And Marvin, I, I would tell you, and Andrew, he came to see me play. And you know, when your mom is twitching like that, you're thinking, oh God, people is looking. I had the worst game 
ever. <laughs> no way. The, the only thing I did with that game was put one in the top bin. And listen, he said, listen, would you like... I looked at him and said, mate, you, you, you're not offering me a trial at Wrexham, are you? After what you just saw. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah. So I went on a three-week trial. I came out of, of Trinidad. And I, I remember, always remember in 1998, on the 28th of December... Marvin, I came out to that airport. You in Wrexham. It's wet. It's cold. It's freezing. It's penguins and polar bears up there. And you're thinking, what am I getting myself into here? And I, f- I remember playing my first game against Shrewsbury. And this defender, I, I went up for head and this defender took me out on a Tuesday night game. And I came down and I got up and I went mud in my face. And he went, well, welcome to England. <laughs> and I was like and you know after that obviously it took a while they were impressed with what they saw Um, obviously Brian Flynn who was the manager at the time really liked like me and took a while to get the work permit took me like six months and in the year of 2000 I actually signed for Wrexham so and here I am still after 22 years Fantastic. That's great. I mean, Defence Force, are they a big team in... Yeah, well, they, they, are, they are actually the military team. I wasn't sure yeah. if I just assumed that. And, and do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they, 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 are, they are the military team. So have you got when a military said, background then? Yes, I do. Hmm. Spend do you? Before. Yeah, I do. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Look at me. See, this is I, what I love doing this. Listen, you've yeah, got... Love, what, I, I love, please I love tell people don't... What was you was you was you um, the um, events manager of the military or what were you taking? What events? Are happened? you trying to take? Are you taking a mic now? Or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was the events manager uh, manager when it comes to the guns. <laughs> now, to be fair, I went through the whole from co- when I finished college in Trinidad. I went through the, went through the whole military training, everything. Um, my college coach, who's passed, um, rest in peace, Mister um, Grosner. Um, he, he, listen, he was like my second dad. He came to my house at four o'clock one morning and he said, you are going into the military. He told me pack a bag and he took me straight down to the base. And that's the first day that everyone was going into start military training. Now I had a big hair on my head. I had a little gold key and you're looking at all the recruits. You know what it's like? Full metal jacket style. You got your skin head. You're looking like a convict, no beard, no Nothing. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at all the recruits and I'm thinking, hey, I'm unshaven. Like I got beard, a little mush, you know, thinking it didn't it didn't last for long because first thing I was by the barbers going, what you want? A, a one, two, what? Nah, one. You know, I was scalped and spent three, six months of military training and spent three years after that in the military service. Wow. Yeah, you- I made my... In- yeah, I made my international debut uh, for Trinidad playing for the Defence Force. Wowzers. So oh. is it conscription over there? Did you, um... No, no, no. It was, it, you know, it's, it's good, but then it's, well, I, I would say it's good. I wouldn't say it's bad. It's good because at that point in time, you know, you're young. I was only 18. And you're thinking, my life just started. I, I just want to just enjoy my life. Like college is yeah. finished and I just want to, you know, do what I have to do to just, you know, enjoy my life. And then my football coach was like, the brigadier who was 
obviously the head man at the time, I went to college with his son. His son was about a year, his son was a goalkeeper, you know, fair, um, weird enough. And he's, he always wanted me to come into the military also, but I used to say, hell no, like the military, right? Nah, that's not for me. I, I'm, t- I'm not disciplined enough to be in no military. <laughs> and you know what? I wouldn't regret it one bit. The decision yeah. that I made to go in there, even though I was pushed in, but as soon as I started, day by day, I start enjoying it. Start, you know, you start learning things. You will, it's, and I think that made me to the individual going forward to playing football. Because if it wasn't for that hard back um, exterior of military training, I don't think I would have made it coming up to England in the freezing cold. I would have been ready to pack in and just say it's too cold. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that kind of played a part, like, because I always had that mentality in, in military training, like, it's going to finish. It must finish. It must end. Like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, you know, so I had that drilled into my head all the time, like, the day is going to end. The day is going to end. Yes, it's, training is going to finish. And then before you know it, you'll be like smooth sailing. And it happened. That's incredible. That's yeah. Incredible. yeah. There you go, Marv. Something new oh, every day. I see. <laughs> Never knew that. See, this is why I love doing these little. Uh, yeah, exactly. Not, not, not a lot of people knows that. Not a lot of people know. Everyone just as Marv say, everyone sees the pretty face boy. Like, yeah, footballer. Yeah, that's it. They, they, they didn't know I was down in the crime and the mud and the bushes and all that. Yeah, you know, doing what God knows what. So what do we call you then? Do we call you Sergeant Carlos? Or? Uh, I, to be fair, I, I, I didn't spend enough years to go up the ranks. So I um, was just a private. I finished as a private. Private That's Edwards. That's still good though. That's still good. A private, listen, Private yeah. Edwards. I love the ring of that Private Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to change your name now on his phone. Ah, uh, no, no. <laughs> I, I just saw, my, I, to be fair, just when I was in training with the women's team, I saw one of my friends who I was in military training with, you know, he's just, he's just senior me by numbers because you go by alphabetic order. So he he's just senior me by um by one number or something like that. And he's actually a sergeant now. And he's that was in '98. So he's have like over 20 years service, you know. And I saw him and I was like, wow. I said, Jesse Margin, I'm looking myself, I'm looking at him and thinking, that could be me. Like I could have been a sergeant, or, you know, going on, you know, things like that. So also if you'd have turned if you'd have turned around on the 28th of December, that I know, you. I know. That would have been you. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So we're going to keep going with our team. Um, yeah. And hopefully we'll find out some more amazing facts. So left back in your team, Carlos. Left back would be uh, this guy. Played with him at two clubs, two of my clubs. Um, two of my clubs. And... Um, He's had spells at uh, Forest. He's had spells at Rotherham. Um, um, he's a six-two guy. He could play the centre back also. Ooh, you know. Because what the so, two clubs? What the two clubs? Sunderland and Ipswich. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember his name. I can't. That's the only thing I can't remember his name. Andrew, help. Um, would you like to give me? Would you like me to give you his initials? No, 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 no. no, no. Where did he start his career? <laughs> did he start off at 
Shrewsbury, I think it was. Oh, that's um, what I was thinking of then, because I thought you stopped. I, 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 I'm not. I'm not hundred percent sure. Did Phil Bardsley play for Phil Bardsley? Yeah, was it him? No, no, because he started his career no. at United, I think. That's who I was thinking of. No, Phil, um, Phil, yeah, Phil started at United. So it's Sunderland and Ipswich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did Kieran Richardson play? Kieran played in the midfield. Yeah, he had, he had. Oh, he um, played on the left back, didn't he? Man United. Oh, kind of, kind of. But to be fair, Kieran played everywhere. Yeah, true. I didn't think I I didn't think he knew exactly what what was his best position, Kieran. You know, so give us give us an initial. Give us an initial then. Uh, the, the initials is D C. His initials. Left back. Yeah. And no. it was Ipswich and Sunderland. Yeah. He came to Ipswich for a bit, like um, on loan. Yeah. The problem is, boy, then Ipswich won the Premier League, so Ipswich and Sunderland. Left back. David. No. Nah, no. <laughs> no. I, 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 no, you've done this. He's done this. Go on, then. No, no. Go on, then. Say it. I'm going to kill us. I know it's yeah. going to kill me. Yeah, Danny Collins. Danny Collins. Danny Collins. Yeah. I would not have ever guessed that. I yeah, would, you would have never guessed. Yeah, you would have never guessed that. You would have never guessed that. So, <laughs> you said he could play centre-back? Yeah. Yes, he can. What, what? He can't. He can't play. He played obviously. I think for the, some of the clubs that he played for after Sunderland and Ipswich, I think was Nottingham Forest was one of them. Rotherham was the other, and he played centre back for those clubs that he went on to play after. Is that just so as his legs I, went? I, I think maybe he preferred there, but obviously when I played with him for those two three years at Sunderland, that's where he played, and I think his presence. He was a obviously tall boy, big, hard tackle. You know, no nonsense. I mean, he had a lot of mistakes in him also. But what he used to make up for is them crunching tackles, aerial headers, you know, things like that. You know, for a fact, you would get one or two, you know, mistakes in him again. But he used to get himself out of danger by the demanding stuff, tackles and, 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 you know, winning aerial headers and winning all those other stuff that he needs to be doing because if not, he would have, if, honestly, Roy Keane used to be on his back like a baby rash, like, <laughs> and I think that what made him into a good player. <laughs> oh, probably. You just, yeah, and you've just touched on that now. What's that? How, how, how was your relationship with Roy, Mr Keane then? I, I mean, I can't, I can't for the life of me think that he can fluster you, not even you. Never. Would get, like, it Never. You know me well. It probably yeah, annoyed honestly, him and even and it, more. And it did. It did. I th- because, you know, he, Roy is one of these individuals. He loves confrontation. That's what I got from him. He likes. So I never used to justify myself. Like, if he had a go at me, I would put my hand up. Obviously, he's had a one time against Nottingham Forest. He put me on and I messed up. Earnshaw nicked the ball for me and obviously scored. Obviously, we were losing 2-1 anyway, but I just made it worse by losing the game finished 3-1. And he, after the change room, he said, oh, when I put you on is to help the team, not cost the team. So I put my hand up to acknowledge him to say, hey, uh, I messed up. Like, But he thought I just went like that to say, just shrugged my shoulders like, yeah, whatever. Oh, my God, <coughs> mate. He he took off. Like, he went. He said to me, he said to me, 
yeah, shrug your shoulders, shrug your shoulders. And I was like, in my mind thinking, Carlos, don't answer back because he's going to take it. And then he went, he went, in my afterlife, I want to come back as you or my dog because <laughs> you're, you're too laid back. And I was like, oh, Carlos, just don't say nothing. Like, just, you know, just just take it on the chin and just let, let him vent. Because I knew if 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 I want to say to say gaffer, like I'm, I'm just acknowledging you to say, yeah, I messed up. Like it might have led to something right different. So I just went, let me just take it. Take one. Just, you know, it hurts. Rub it off after I sit or something like that, you know, and just get on with it. But that's how he is because he. He used to always have this confrontation. Like he never used to, he had to let everything out. But then when he let everything out, not everyone is caught from the same cloth. Not everyone is going to just take it and just don't say nothing. And the players that don't take it, when they, when they fire back at him, it goes into something that you're thinking, no, no. No, you know, <laughs> it, you know, hey, we're gonna be here all night. Like, just leave it, you know. And it, and it did happen. It did happen. Was I've that seen in the second season? Once, obviously, he got promoted because everything went well for the first year, and he, he he went up the league like a rocket, didn't he? And then, yeah, but then, oh yeah, then everything went. I think tits up after that because he brought yeah. in he brought in all these guys because the first year in the prem, obviously, when we got promoted, obviously, we we, we survived. You know, we were we were always going to be that team to survive, which we did. So he obviously needed reinforcements. Obviously, Sunderland is is a very attractable club, but when it when it comes to attracting the players that you think and you really want to attract, it it might be good players, but for the wrong reason, and you might spend you might spend an unnecessary amount of millions to bring these players in because it's not going to work and these players are just going to collect their money and they might have a clause in their contract to when they get relegated, they're off. And Roy did that. Roy brought in the likes of El Hajj Juf. He brought in Steve Madbrunk. He brought in Timu. Um, he brought in Dribble Sisi. Now, Dribble Sisi, he has a different hairstyle every 24 hours. <laughs> El Hajj Juf doesn't give two craps. Pascal Chimbonda, he's not here nor there. Steve Malbrunk, who is the silent assassin, and you have the rest who thinking, yeah, I'm just here just to collect 40, 50 grand a week in my in my bank account. And it had the whole changing room in turmoil. Like you had guys beefing with each other, like guys, you know, saying this about each other. Guys don't care. You know, they, they you know, the, the, the discipline just went right out the door. And Roy couldn't handle the, those egos in the changing room. He could have handled it the year before because he knew what he had. Mm. But then he brought these other players in and you're thinking, nah, mm-mm. Like you put in sugar in your in your tea. That is never going to taste good, is it? Like, it's not. Not, yeah. not even if you try. Not even if you put sugar and then put salt. It's still not going to taste good. Yeah. You know? so, so, so he obviously had the chance to go back um, a few weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Um, and he rejected the opportunity to, um, which is quite an interesting conundrum, also going back to Sunderland. Um, oh. Do you think it would have worked? I think it would have worked. Because now he's had new owners and he, he would have got the backing. Would, would the fans would have liked him? 
to come back. I think so, but, it, but I've had a split reaction. Yeah. But I, for a fact, I knew he would have learned from his past how he man managed certain players. Now, if he does, if he didn't, then something is totally wrong with him. Now, if he doesn't want to change with the times, then he shouldn't be in management. So I think it would have been one of the best decisions for Sunderland to appoint him. From what I've read, obviously, is what obviously the 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 extent of the, the contract that was offered to him. I think that was one of the reasons he was like, nah, because maybe he maybe would wanted a bit more time. Yeah. So I think it would have been a good decision for him to go back because he would have got them players and them really, really knuckled down. You know, he would have had people around him. He would have brought in his staff and, you know, and he, and he knows, he knows the club. So yeah. it's not to say he's going into something strange. He knows the club already because he's been there for three years and it would have been, I think it would have been a good um, relationship once more again. Interesting. Interesting. So we'll move, kick on on your best limb. Um, so, we'll go to centre-back. All right. But this is a guy, again, who I played with him when he was really young. Um, he came on loan to the, to the club that I was at. Um, there was a certain, there was a manager, one of the best managers in the world, retired now, who put a price tag on his head of 20 million at the time when we wanted to sign him. Um, got promoted. Is he an international? Yes, he is. He is an international. Um, very, very, he's great with both feet. He's, you know, he's can head it, he can pass, you know, you know, he, he, I think he has. Isn't I think the reason Man United? Yes, Man United? He yep. yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah. Um, you know, West I think Brom? the reason West Brom, yeah. I think the reason that that price tag was on his head at that point in time, that manager knew he was going on to to do great things, you know. Yeah. And it's a shame he had to do it in a roundabout way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Rogers <laughs> State United, Sticky United, and with the great respect to the defenders United have had for the past five, yeah. six, seven years, he's, he's as good as them. Yeah. He would have yeah, come through yeah. by now, wouldn't he? He would have come through yeah. by now. Oh, yeah. But he's making a great, I mean, he's doing, yes, he's doing really true. well. And you can see when Leicester, when Leicester don't have him, how much they're struggling. Yeah. I'll take I it, we're talk, we are talking about Johnny Evans. Yeah? Johnny Evans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny <laughs> Evans. <laughs> Johnny Ar- Evans. Northern Irishman. <laughs> yes. Uh, Where was he? So he came up to Sunderland, didn't he? Yeah, he came to Sunderland. Obviously, um, obviously with Roy connection, Roy brought in Johnny and um, Kieran. 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 No, not 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 Kieran. Oh. Um, he played for Leicester, the right back, um, Simpson. Oh, Danny Simpson. Simpson. Oh, yes, Danny yes. Simpson. So those two obviously came straight from United, straight. To and obviously they were on the promotion, the promoted team at that time. Um, um, and Roy really wanted to sign them on, but at that point in time, he didn't have that that fund to sign Johnny. And unfortunately, Johnny Johnny stayed at United the following season. But we and and that showed we we actually missed him big time. Like really missed him. Yeah, no, definitely. And you would do a play like that. And as yeah. you say, he went on to what he did um, uh, and what he has done. It's And Leicester, really, really miss him. As I keep Really missed told. him. So, really missed him. Yes. Hopefully he gets back to full fitness soon. Next to Johnny Evans is who, Carlos? Well, this is another guy. Um, he is an international. 
played for one of the Caribbean teams. Um, played played with him at Sunderland also. Um, I think they signed Sunderland signed him from Gillingham. I think he played for Watford also. Uh, solid solid guy at the back. Um, demands everything. Doesn't take prisoners. You know. So I'm trying to think. Did his um, brother play for Arsenal? No. Who was you thinking, Andrew? I was thinking Hoyt. I'm thinking... Okay, this is going to be a weird one. Can this player also play in midfield? He might have played in midfield, maybe? <laughs> no? Uh, I don't think so. But if, if he did, it, would, it wouldn't have been in my eyesight. <laughs> okay. Um, he's a Jamaican international. Well, he was a Jamaican international. Oh. Well, I must try. Played for QPR as well, did he? I don't know if he did. Who was the... Um, a Jamaican international? For some, yeah. Oh, he didn't play for... Who's the other team he played for? He said Gillingham. He said Gillingham. I think, I think, I think, Sunderland, I think Sunderland signed him from Gillingham. I think when Dixon. he left... When he le- Dixon. No, Dixon. no, 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 no. You're close, though. You're close, though. <laughs> um, they, well, yeah. <laughs> Donaldson. Donaldson? Not Donaldson, no. Not, no. Uh-huh. Because obviously Dixon and him are really good friends. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm out. This is the most we've been caught out. This is the and I'm yeah. done recent. <laughs> Dixon and him are really close friends. Oh, yeah, they are good friends. They play obviously they play with each other at Sunderland also. You know. Go on, go on, you've done it again. Go on. Nyron Nosworthy. Yes. I'd have had him down as a as he as a fullback. Nyron. Yeah. Nah, nah, Nyron. Nyron is a fullback. Yeah, he can run up and down the flank, but I don't think he can give you a final delivery. (laughs) 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 Unless you want one of them guys who's just gonna just say, all right, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Maybe I've got confused with somebody else. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. Nyron Nosworthy. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. So what we're going to do is we are going to pause it there. And yeah. then when we come back for the second part, we'll hear Marv's 60 seconds. And we will also hear the rest of Carlos's My Best 11. Welcome back to the second part of Carlos Edwards' My Best 11. So far, Marlon Beresford, Kevin Foley, Danny Collins, Johnny Evans and Nara Nosworthy. I'm going to hand straight over to Marv for Marv's 60 seconds. Marvin. Okay. Um, Favourite other sport, Carlos? Basketball. VAR or no VAR? No VAR. Golden goal or penalty shootout? Which one? Penalty shootout. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Best ground you've played at? Stadium. Best stadium. The Emirates. Funniest player you ever come across? <laughs> Kevin Nichols. <laughs> <laughs> Bundes- Bundesliga, La Liga, or Syria for quality? Which one? Bundesliga, La Liga. Bundesliga. 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 Okay. Um, if you wasn't a footballer, what would you have done? Accounting. Okay. Mm. Last one, Marvin. Uh, last one. Beer. Wine 
or spirits? Which one? Beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you might go by spirit, man. Yeah. You look so lean and you look lean and slim still. No way is he a beer drinker. Yeah, but you know, anything that I just say what they always ask, what what's your um, what's your favorite beer? I always say an open one. So you know <laughs> excellent, excellent. Are you ever you said penalties? Have you ever been in a penalty shootout? Yes. In college though. Oh, wow. So you've never been in one as professional? No, don't ask me why. Don't ask me what, what happened. Jeez. Don't ask me what happened. Yeah, I've never why? been in a, a... I've never... I missed. We lost. <laughs> we lost the championship, mate. Honestly. College. On uh, penalty shootout? Oh, was it one of these um, knockout things after the league? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like, oh, no. But I've never... Well, like, professionally, I never had a penalty shootout. Yeah. Did you take many penalties? I did. I used to go route one, mate, down the middle. If I'm not sure, I used to go route one, head down, down the middle. I have a favourite corner. I'll always go to the right of the, the goalkeeper. But if if I got twitchy bomb, I'll go down the middle. <laughs> That's really, I can't believe you know. It's pretty strange how some players have never been in a penalty shootout, especially with, um, especially with Trinidad back, back in 06 and around then when you, were, mm-hmm. when you had a fantastic team. I wasn't sure if you had to do one of those as part of the qualifiers or... No, we didn't. We didn't. We did. No, we didn't. Obviously, we played Bahrain in the in the playoff. Obviously, drew in Trinidad one one and beat them at their place one nil. So we didn't had the the chance of having penalties or anything like that. Yeah. So what? So what age did you um, get your full cap? Or did you go through? Was there like under seventeen under eighteens or no? No. Obviously, when when. I, I was with the under 21s. Obviously, we we, we played a, a, a few um, like Pan Am games and stuff. But my full debut for Trinidad was obviously in 1999. And um, I oh, think you then? We, we, I was 19. Yeah, 19. Who'd you play? Uh, it was against Guadeloupe. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Guadeloupe in the Caribbean Cup. Caribbean Cup. Yep, excellent, excellent. And um, I'm going to ask the an obvious question here, or maybe obvious. Was you qualifying and representing Trinidad in the 06 World Cup, was that your greatest personal achievement in... Oh, without, without, a, without a shadow of a doubt, Andrew. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of people say, what, what, what would you prefer, like playing in the Prem... In a World Cup, you're thinking, well, it's the biggest stage in world football, so that will always be up there, you yeah. know. Um, I think when we first qualified for the 2006 World Cup, it it was it was still shell shock. Like two years, three years down the line after the World Cup, you're thinking, did I just play in the World Cup? You know, it 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 didn't actually register proper that I have to say, oh, like when if people mention it now, I'm thinking, oh yeah, you know what. I already played at the World Cup, like you know, it's because it's it was so unbelievable. Like you, you, sometimes you just shell shot that you just don't want to believe that it happened, but it did actually happen. Yeah, and, and you got um, obviously it was over in Germany. You were in um, Europe at the time. What was the feedback you were getting like? Um, what was the feedback you were getting from from Trinidad itself? It, it was, you know what, it was so good. Like I had so much support, even though I think. I think I, I left Luton and I, I, yeah, I was just, I just, I was leaving Luton to be fair to go. To, but the support that I had from the Luton fans, it was unbelievable. 
like without a shadow of a doubt. Like I had people with half scarf, half loot and half Trinidad flags and stuff like, you know, and it obviously the same thing in Trinidad, Trinidad, I think for those three weeks, I always say to people for those three weeks for that World Cup, it didn't have one crime. Even the bandits and the criminals stopped killing people, each other. <laughs> <laughs> they, they said, hey, you know what? Time out, lads. World Cup is on. China is in the World Cup. Let's have a bit of truce, you know, no killing, no robbing, no one. Let's, you know, after the three weeks, we'll go back to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and have you, still was, got, have you still got the shirts? I do. I still do. I actually still do. Are your Trinidad ones or did you swap? I swapped and I obviously I kept one of my Trinidad ones and I swapped. Obviously, I had I have Ashley Coles and I have Freddie Youngbergs and uh can't remember the other guy. It's somewhere about that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the guy from Paraguay, but yeah, I got Ashley Coles and Freddie Youngbergs from Sweden. Awesome. Forgot yeah. about Freddie Youngberg. Yeah, 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 great yeah. player. That would be awesome. That was absolutely and um, family proud as well. Was it one of those moments where? Oh yeah, even though they're, it, even it, though they're it, proud it anyway, was, I'm sure. But another level. It was always another level because you know it's you know they're so proud of you. It's it's it's, it's things that some of the best players in the world don't get the opportunity yeah. to to play in. You know, so for me and for a small nation like Trinidad to ever qualify for that. For the World Cup, it, it is something really special, and it's just not just for me personally. It's obviously for my kids because they can, when they get older, they can say, "Oh, their dad played in the World Cup." You know, they will see them all the stuff that was brought back from Germany, and you know, it just made the whole entire population proud. And obviously, your fans, obviously, the people that actually that you 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 give something back to the Luton fans, the Sunderland fans who know you, they could still say, "Oh." he was part of a Luton team and actually played at the World Cup. So, you know, you got all that history that you, you people will look back at, you know, because there was a lot of people, obviously, even though they're English, they still supported us when we played against Sweden and Parga. Obviously, they were not supporters when we played against England. So, but you still had that extra support on the other side of the world when it comes to the football side, because you're one of them, because you mm. played for their club. And they're passionate about it. So they want to see you do good. So all of those things you got to try and put into consideration, you know. Fantastic. That'd be, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So we're going to move back to your best 11. Um, and we're going to start off with, you said number four. You plan number four, kind of holder? Yeah. Um, this player, they, they, they labelled him the next, they had labelled him the next Roy Keane. Great play, great feet, um, smallish guy, um, an international also. Um, played for a few clubs, obviously played um, played for Hibs, played for Celtic, played for Leeds, played for Man United, played for Sunderland. And to be fair, he didn't disappoint. Uh, I think the only thing that was lacking in him being the next Roy Keane was his crunching tackles. Other than that, what a player. Absolutely vision from Vision Express. Did he play for Man United as well, you say? Yes, he did. Yes. Anyone I can think of. I know Andrew's already got it. I think I have. Liam Miller? That's who I think. Liam, Liam yeah. Miller. Yes. Good job, Marv. 
Yeah, no, not with us anymore. Um, rest in yeah. peace, you know. But honestly, <laughs> a player that I would have loved to play with week in, week out. And you think, Marv, that I'm laid back. <laughs> what was he? What was he? You 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 didn't met you didn't met that Irish guy, mate. He is worse than me. Honestly. Seriously, he, mate. Honestly, I think it, I think we were neck and neck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, he was a what a player he was. What a player. Fantastic. Um, what a player. What a guy as well. You said. What a guy. Honestly, yeah. Like you know, obviously, my missus still obviously communicate with his obviously widow and stuff and you know it was just sad when we heard the news and the things like that but you you get to learn a lot of I think it's something about the Irish that you know you know I'm not racist but for some reason for some reason the Irish people love the black people for some reason you know I, 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 maybe it's just me but I got a lot of Irish friends that is just you know they're just crazy people but <laughs> Liam was just a a guy when it comes to family and football. It's like you, you, you can't separate the two really because he used to make them a part of his journey. And it, it, it was just special being on the pitch with him, even though right. Roy, he used to, I think he used to give Roy Keane a few extra grades every day, but you knew exactly what you're going to get from him when yeah. he crosses that white line. Yeah, and he'd have played under Roy at Celtic as well, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so to take somebody with you means that it must have been something there. Yep. Yep, 100%. So, awesome. So, Liam Miller, um, who next to Liam do we have? Uh, I'll start on the left. There's this guy. Um, he's managing now. Well, play with him at one of my, obviously, my first club. Great left foot. Um a big moaner, um, you know, played he at Man play United. For... Oh, Man United. Ooh. Played at Man yeah. United. Yeah. I was going to throw them right out there. I was going to say, maybe maybe this other one's going to be on the other side. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say this one. Because it's one I've <laughs> um, Played for manager. Yeah, he's a he's oh. manager now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great player, honestly. He's, but did his, did, his, did, his, did his did his did his was his dad a manager? Yes, his dad was a manager. Hey, hey, hey! He's just been sacked. Has he? Is he? Has he? I thought I read twenty four hours ago. He's just left Peterborough. If it's who I think you're talking about, <laughs> who you, who you think I'm talking about? Um, Ferguson, Darren Ferguson. Yeah, Darren Ferguson. Yeah, I'm pretty right. sure. If it's the same, <laughs> yeah, Darren he's, Ferguson, he's, he's left. Yeah, he, he, I think he, he resigned. resigned. He resigned. Yeah, he resigned. Yeah. Yeah, and so he left Darren Ferguson. That's the reason why I didn't get it, by the way. And I, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. And I think, <laughs> and I think he was underrated. I think Carlos, he was a good, he was a good player, wasn't he? I think, he was, I yeah. think because of who his dad was, there was a exactly. lot of like you know, of, um, yeah. of for him to take on his shoulders. But he I think there was a lot player. of belief that you only got to where you got to because of your dad, and that was very unfair. But you know what? He stayed at Wrexham for the whole. Even when when I joined, I think one of his biggest disappointment he 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 wanted the the Wrexham job, and that didn't materialize. So that kind of kind of you know. But he's kind of made Peterborough his own. I know he's just left, but he's one of these people that he goes to Peterborough, comes leaves, goes back to Peterborough, leaves, and he kind of does this 
thing with Peterborough now, doesn't he? It feels like he does. He does. Um, but that, I think that was his like third spell or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I mean, Peterborough. Um, and then they they've just appointed McCann, who's managed the club already. He's just got sacked from Hull two weeks ago. So he they just appointed him today or yesterday on a two year contract, two and a half right. year contract. Uh, so it's yeah. like, oh geez, like you know, they're running around in circles in that league. The managers, they, they are for some reason, but I think Peterborough is like second bottom, and, and Hull is like fourth bottom. You know, and they and to, what a coincidence, they play each other over the weekend. Peterborough play Hull, so McCann is taking on his old club. You know, love it, <sighs> love it. So Darren Ferguson oh. in central midfield. Um, those people who didn't see him, was he a, what would you say he's like, a bit of a playmaker, baller? He is a baller. He is yeah. great left foot, great left foot, honestly. And that's one of the reasons why I used to love to play with him because obviously I'm, I'm playing on the opposite side of him. So I knew when he had that ball, I was just going to go, all right, it's on. I'm ready. And I used to just say, Daz, when you get it, I'm on my bike. Yeah. Let's go. And it just used to be something so remarkable between me and him that that, that you know set up that it was very successful with us. The time that we had it was so successful that I never even venture into, you know, didn't want to say I don't want to play with him. But he used to moan as hell because he he wanted to win that much. And he was passionate about it. That honestly, it used to get you. It used you would get a bloody migraine just listening to him because he used to just go on and on and on and on. He had a very good spell at um, Wolves. I remember playing against him when he's at Wolves. He had a real good, yeah, controlled the midfield and was like real, like he said, a busy little player. His left foot, clever little balls around the corner, around the corner. That's the only. That's I think that's the only leg that he was born with because that right foot, honestly, was non-existent. There to stand on. Yeah, just there. <laughs> not, even, not even to stand on, it's just there. <laughs> Fantastic. So next to Darren um, and Liam, who have we got in the midfield? In that number 10 role, I'll go in the number 10 role, is a player that, whew, how to say, how to describe this player is... Was he at, I'm just going to throw it in there. Uh, was he at Leeds? He was at Leeds. Was he at Birmingham? <laughs> was he at Birmingham? He was at Birmingham. Was he at Charlton? <laughs> he was at Charlton. <laughs> you can't get me. I told you. <laughs> Lee uh, Boyer. Lee Boyer. Lee Boyer. Uh, <laughs> Lee, Lee Boyer, uh, honestly, a great leader, great player. Um, and it, it's, it was just so sad that it happened that I actually played with him in the back end of, of, of my career. Um, but you could have seen the kind of the heart that he had. He was obviously brutal in, in terms of the way that he used to play the game, you know, with, with passion. He used to play with, you know, with everything, would just be off the cuff. And I think maybe if I'd played with a player like that in early in my career coming you know to the middle of my career it would have been so much sweeter because you would have learned a lot of things because he 
he's played at the highest level. He's played at some clubs, and you can see he always played with his heart on his sleeve. So things like that, you, you, you do like to see in players because, you know, you, you, you want players who, when you look around that as an individual, that you can say, oh, yeah, I'm ready to... He's, you, you can go into the trenches with a player like that because you know what you're going to get. And Lee was one of those players that you're going to say, yes, I am ready for battle. So, and he never used to disappoint you when it comes to that. Never. Yeah, definitely. Wore his heart on his sleeve, that man. Obviously, he did. He did. Without a doubt. Um, so, we'll move on to your forwards. And I'm intrigued how you're going to lay these out. Um, my forwards. Obviously, this is a player. His presence alone will intimidate a lot of people. Where are we going? In the middle or on the side? Middle or left or right? Which one? We're going first. Um, no, in the middle. In the middle. I'm going to leave the right for last. <laughs> in the oh, middle. In the middle. Yeah. yeah. His, presence, his presence alone will intimidate a lot of people. And is, he, I, is he currently manager of the women's Trinidad and Tobago team? Uh, no. No. Oh, so Kenwin's not there. I just thought when you said presence, Kenwin's a big boy. I just assumed you meant Kenwin. Was, it, was he an international? No. Ooh. Ooh. Did he play for Derby? Yes. And Leicester? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, 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 got, he, got, he got a B cap, didn't he? Oh. If, if you want <laughs> yeah, to I know. Missing 92, <laughs> missing 92 international caps. All right, all right. If, 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 if you want to calm that, if you, we'll give him that. We'll give him that one, man. He listens to these. He listens to these. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mate. It's Stevie Howard. Stevie Howard. Uh, Fathead. Big presence. I used to love it because I knew nine out of ten times he's going to win those headers and I just need to be. And he used to to kill me sometimes if I don't get onto some of those flick-ons because you know why? (laughs) He wants to be getting to the box for me to cross it so he can head it. Yeah. So if I don't get onto it, he's going to be moaning like hell. You know what's <laughs> yeah, going Yeah, but you you should have said to him, well, if he's flicking him on and you're running ahead of him at the speed you're running at, exactly. he's not as quick exactly. as you. He's not going to get in there, but you've got to slow yourself down. So. <laughs> he, 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 he's, he's pulling a caravan behind him. That's a problem because he can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> did you always like to play with those type of players those those big men up front was that yeah. what worked for you yeah I mean you, you got to play with to your strength I, I'm not the biggest I'm not the strongest so my my game is to based on taking on people knocking it past getting deliveries in and if I don't get deliveries in you got guys like big Stevie Howard and Kenvin Jones who's going to want to rip my head off so I used to relish the chances because I used to tell them to flick. I'm on, obviously. And they, as Mark said, they need to just take the parachute off their back after they flicked it and get into the box. Because if, I, if I'm crossing it and you're not there, then I'm going to be bollocking you because I'm just sprinting 60, 70 yards to get the ball to, to cross it in for you. So it was so good. And most of the times, even though he doesn't flick it on, because a lot of defenders will try to read your run, so they will drop off, and you may not get it. So most of the time, the Stevie can't flick it. He will head it down into my path. And it's easy for him now to start itching himself into the box because I can either have an extra touch, two or three more, and take the defender on and then cross it. So things like that, you, 
and we had a good relationship. I mean, it's just sad that you know the 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 the, the playing time with, with me and him kind of cut short because he went that way, I went the other way, and we didn't get that opportunity to, you know, really full, you know, give each other that full potential that you know where we knew that we could have had a good combination. So that was, you know, that a lot of the times that the players that I have children now, I never get the opportunity to have a long stint with them. But the time that I did had, you could tell that, you know, it's it, the connection was straight away, yeah. straight there. Fantastic. So, Big Stevie in the middle, who is either side? Ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> I would start on the left. All right. How much play? We've got, what, two more players, is it? Two players, yes. Yeah. Two players, two players left. Um, saving the hard one till last. I know, I always do. I always, always, always do. Um, to be fair, this player, um, very stocky player, really short, great. Obviously, he can good at free kicks. Um, he's Scottish. Play with him, play with him at Sunderland. Um, he had spells at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, uh, I can't remember. Very small guy. Um, obviously, very reckless with Scottish. He's Scottish and not Irish. He is Scottish. Yeah, he's right. Scottish. I don't. I don't know. Thinking of what nationality was Chopra? Chopra Welsh. Chopra was English, wasn't he? Yeah. Chopra is like a, yeah. English. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was English. Um, and then you had the last. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I think. <laughs> well, who else did he play for? Did you say? I think he played at Sheffield, obviously Sunderland, um, Sheffield right. Wednesday. I don't remember at Sheffield Wednesday. I don't yeah, was it? Um, is it? Um, I'm just gonna say it because I'm gonna say Ross Wallace. Ross Wallace. <laughs> God, <laughs> you you pulled that out tonight. of your, your bag. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you on the I board tonight. You Scottish, yes. The Scottish. Because yeah. oh. it's okay. I see. Yeah. I thought he was playing a pun. I thought it was Jason Scotland from. No, no. no. Ross. To be fair, Ross is one of these players. He, he he got so much about him, but his attitude is what kind of let him down from going to the next level. Like he just, I think he, I think he hung around with Liam Miller a bit too much. That he was too laid back, and not everyone can be laid back. Yeah, you know, it's only right. one Carlos Edwards. There's only one Carlos Edwards, Marv. <laughs> 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 no. So I think. But Russ, honestly, he he's a player could change a game if he's got his mind set and ready, you know. And you know, I I, I did enjoy my time with him. And obviously, me, hit him on the left, I'm on the right. You know, we used to compliment each other a lot because it was tit for tat, really. Like, All right, let's see who can assist what, and you know. So we used to have a good, you know, good understanding, good combination, regardless if we're playing on opposite sides of each other. So that was a bonus. And um, you must now, I mean, how do you, and I'm, this is a question to Marv as well, you're saying about um, Ross Wallace, he's one of those players that could have kicked on if it wouldn't have been so laid back or, he's, so he's probably one of those people who you just want to throttle because he's frustrates yeah, you. you. Andrew, you've hit the nail on the head, mate, honestly. So how do you two manage that? Obviously, you're starting to get to management, Carlos, fully, and I know Marv does a lot of coaching. How do you, what, what do you do in that situation? I think you, you 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 learn from those experiences, isn't it? Do you? You learn from 
you, you look back at yourself and I always try to say it's not about me now because you know if, even my son sometimes said oh dad obviously you know this and I always say to him don't be like your dad don't be like me you are you be like you don't I said always try to say to the the, obviously the girl the ladies and the, the 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 younger boys and stuff like like try to be you i said if uh, in in a other world obviously you try to take a, a few things that i have succeeded from and try to implement it into you being your own individual because if you try to be like me you're gonna try try and it's like you know you try to complicate things a bit too much but the only person who is in charge of you is as the individual. So you got to make sure that whatever you do, you try to be something totally different. But at the same time, take a bit of what Rooney's done, take a bit of what Messi's done, take a bit of what Ronaldo's done and try to, you know, make something of yourself. So, yeah. yes, I was laid back, but that don't say I wasn't clued on to the things that I wanted to succeed in. Yes, obviously, my wife still tells me up to this day, she said, you're too laid back, you know, and things like that. And I, I laugh at it, which ten, nine, nine and a half of the ten times she's right, you know. But, but that doesn't derail me from being really hard and wanting something. Like, I know what I want. I go for it because I put everything into it. So I try to get them to start thinking like that, you know, yep. and not just because... A, a day lost, as I say, is a day that you can't get back. So regardless of what, if it's five minutes in the day, you've got to do do it for 100%. Just do it because that five minutes, you can't get that five minutes back regardless if you try. Unless you're a bloody magician and you can turn the time around and you can do it. I don't think there's anyone who can do that right now in this lifetime. Yeah. What about you, Marv? What do you do? You'd like to give them a kick up the arse or what? What do you no, find I mean, as, as similar to what Carlos just said there, I think, I mean, if someone like, like Ross Wallace, I mean, I'd probably look at it and say, well, yeah, he's laid back and he could be, he could go to that next level. But instead of like going there, I'd probably say, well, what is he good at? What is he good at? Play to your strengths and just keep reinforcing to him to say, look, this is what you're good at. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And then because yeah. like you get frustrated sometimes if you're trying to, like think oh I know we could get some more out of him but there's something in him which you like already so why not just keep, keep like, doing it up that yeah, yeah. just keep do keep doing that and then you know you'll, you'll get you'll get what you get out of him um in the games Eventually. which hopefully is going to be a producing match winning balls and match winning goals you know yeah yeah uh, very interesting totally interesting from your guys perspective obviously being in the making it to the top of the game so We'll pass over now back to Carlos for the final player who he reckons he's got a doozy, even though Marv is nailing it. Yeah, um, Marv, Marv might get this one a bit. He might get it or he may not get it. Young I'll lad. Be surprised. Young lad. Yeah, 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 young. Well, was a young lad when he first came to Sunderland. Um, absolute nutter. International player again. Um, he came to to Sunderland, highly recommended from um, Arsenal Academy. Yeah. All right. came, came at a price of 2.5 million. Was he French? Um, no, he's Irish. Oh! Um, um, played for Celtic, played for Hibs. Oh! Oh, God. 
I need, to, I need to get I need to get another name out of my head. It's not him. Oh, I, I had that Jermaine Aladier guy in my head. No, um, he's Irish. Yeah, no, that's exactly. what I need to get him out of my head. Um, he come from, uh, from Arsenal. He said came from Arsenal. Came from the Arsenal Academy. Um, came really highly recommended. Absolute Looney Tune also. Um, Who's this then? Who's this? <laughs> And he's at Celtic as well. Yeah, he played at Celtic. He played at Hibs. Where's he now? Whew, that's a good question, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> is he still um, playing, or you know, or is he on the edge I, of retirement? Would he be on the edge know. of retirement? I, I think he is, but I think he's last couple of years. He was he was at Hibs the last couple of years, um, and then um, I can't remember where he where he is now because he's he's one of those guys, great player ability but he's just not I think he got a few screws loose you know Irish Irish Arsenal Celtic I know this is going to really annoy me I know this is going to annoy me give us initial give us us his initials A S A for Alpha S for Snake that still doesn't help us no go on Carlos you've done this hold on hold on hold on go on go on Andrew no, it's going to take you forever to get it, but I would get it. It's not. It's, it's Irish. Um, oh, Marvin looked like he's got a little. <laughs> What's his first name? What's his first name? Ash Anthony. Anthony Stokes. Ah, Anthony Stokes. That's it. Yes, yes. yes. Andrew, there Anthony you go. Stokes. Well done. Well done. Anthony Stokes. Yeah, he had a blinder up at up in up north in Scotland, didn't he? He's done. Yeah. The Celtic loved him. I don't know about. I didn't follow him as much at Sunderland, but Celtic loved but him. That, and 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 that's one of the reasons you're thinking when he was at Sun when he was at, at Celtic, you're thinking he was still about 27, 28. All right, yeah. and you're thinking, mate, that is your prime. Like he was flying. Yeah. Like, You've got another big seven. move. He's got a big move in him still. And yeah. this is what I just said about a couple of minutes ago. He's got a few screws that is loose. Like, <laughs> he's got all the ability, but he just, he doesn't see the bigger picture. Yeah. Right. You know, and that has just caused him to just kind of derail, get, get on back on track, derailed again. But what a player. Like, but I think there is, when he was with Roy, he knew he couldn't have slack off, fall off those rails, because he knew that straight away, like, there's only one chance he get with Roy, and it's either that chance or. So, I had the best time with him playing at that time, and then he moved on, and then he kickstarted his career again when he went to Celtic. And you're thinking, wow, you know, this is the Anthony Stokes that I know that I played with, you know. And it just so happened that you know, you know, Andrew just asked a question, where is he playing now? And I, I, I can't even answer that question because he's just gone off, gone off the rails. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a shame. He's a fantastic player. Fantastic player. Great player. Absolutely great player. You, yeah. You, honestly, you know for a fact when he's on his game, he will tear you a new hole. Like he was that confident with himself. And, you know, you could see that aura about him, you know, just like he's confident taking on anyone that is standing in his way. Interesting. Marvin, over to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know we've, we've, we've gone forward and we nearly come to the end there, but. The Luton move. How did that come about? Mark, I, I remember you could, obviously, it's, I, I tell this story so much times, right? The Luton move. 
is that I was at Wrexham. Mike was trying to sign me maybe a year before. Obviously, Wrexham didn't want to let me go. And then Wrexham was going through a bit of a turmoil with the new ownership and the, the new chairman board over the club and things were just going absolutely, you know, rock bottom from there. But it came at a time that, you know what, it's time for me to move. I've been there five years, so it's a bit of a change we needed. And then Mike, my agent, obviously he knew he know Neil really well. And he was like, obviously Carlos is not free. Do you want him? And Mike was like, well, yeah. Obviously never met Neil before. Um, and obviously when I came to Luton, I was like, when I watch um, Pinky and the Brain, that's Mike Newell and Steen. You're thinking, oh my God, like the blind lead and the blind here. <laughs> you're thinking, oh my God, like what is going on here? But you know what? As soon as I came in, I was like, oh, I'm moving to a new club. It's going to have some big egos. And straight away, you know, I fitted in really well, but with consequences. Because <laughs> you, had, you had Marlon, you had Kev, you had crazy Australian coin um, and big Stevie who is like the, he, he is like the, the guy who is just going to be yeah he's just going to hit the hammer like yeah you can, and he got all of them <laughs> all, those boys, all those boys that I have to go through to be certified like yeah but the move was a move that kind of propelled me to be go to the next level because those boys in that changing room was a dime a dozen, mate. Like you, you can't. You, I don't think you can get another group of guys like that in one changing room who are full of crap, but at the same time, literally just hardcore and will do anything to win for each other. You know. So the move was obviously a smooth transition from Wrexham to to Luton, knowing that I'm coming to a manager who wanted to sign me from a year before. So it was a really, really easy decision. Awesome. Right. Fantastic. Okay, so um, final question. Well, we're not final question yet before. We're, we're, who, which manager is going to leave this 11? Which, it doesn't have to be a manager. It could be someone, um, an inspirational person, like you said earlier on, growing up as a coach. It could be um, a, a mentor. It could be whoever you want. Which Who's going to leave this say, 11? I would say the manager that... I would put there would be Mick McCarty. Okay. Yeah. Reason reason for that is that Mick is old school, but mm. at the same time, he he's a very good man manager when it comes to players, when it comes to knowing how to get the best out of players, knowing when players need to rest, knowing what to say to the players to assure them that listen, you will get your time. You know, so he was really good when it comes to all those attributes. You know, he caught, his door is always open. He will always say to you, my door is always open. You can come and speak to me, regardless if it's a football-related situation, if you got trouble outside of football. So he was just open arms to making sure that his players was ready at all times when called upon. So yeah. he didn't want to make it look like, yeah, I'm just a manager when it comes to football. He was there right. for you and he would always make sure that, yeah, you put your family first, make sure things are right at home and, you know, and I think with that group, that 11 that I picked, regardless if it had guys who, you, we all know it got crazy guys at that 11, 
I think he would have known exactly how to manage those players and how to get the best out of them. Fantastic. Mick McCarthy. And finally, yes, so just for those um, clubs and those um, people, what are you doing now? And what have you been up to since you've stopped playing? Well, you're still, I think you're still playing, aren't you, really? Aren't you still? No? I don't know, ma'am. Listen, let's just say I've stopped. Let's just say I've stopped because it's, it's, I think it's prolonging too, too much now in terms of, obviously, for me, I think I'm taking advantage of my, my legs. Um, yes, I'm still involved with Berrytown. Obviously, Ben Chinry and Big Alan Lee is there. Ben, ben Chinry is the, the manager of the club. Big Alan Lee is obviously one of the, the directors kind of set up. He is there with, with Ben and obviously Ben has a great staff. Obviously, he's got a great bunch of boys there who who can go on to play obviously at the at, at the next high levels. But you know, um my whole situation being there, it's obviously I'm still playing a bit, obviously trying to mentor a few of the, the younger players, you know, just trying to give them a bit of my experience so that they can go on and give them a few tips and, and things like that. And recently, obviously, um Kenwin Jones is the, the new head coach of the Trinidad Tobago senior women's team. And uh, obviously the Trinidad Tobago Federation just appointed me one of his assistants. Um, obviously I was back home last week for two of the games against, one against um, Nicaragua and one against Dominica, which we won 2-1 and 2-0. And that obviously is the preliminary rounds to go into the next phase Um um, in June to obviously hopefully progress to the Women's World Cup in Australia in 2023. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. Obviously, I'm, you know, it's a step in the right direction. It's things that I want to do, um, regardless if it's the women's side of the football. Obviously, we all want the same thing is to succeed and to, you know, make better of what we have. So it was a privilege. It is a privilege to be, you know, selected as one of Kenwin's assistants. I'm really looking forward to the, the challenge going forward. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I want to say on behalf of myself, Marv, and the listeners, thank you so much for giving up um, so much of your time, Carlos. Um, it was fantastic to hear from you. And as I said at the start, I've got some fantastic memories of you playing down at the Kenilworth. Um, and it was great to relive some of them and hear some other stories as well. So um, thank you so much for your time, Carlos. Hey, yes, morning, Marv, Marv and Andrew. Next yeah. time, don't make it. Don't don't take so long. Next time, all right. <laughs> <laughs> make it happen like that. <laughs> awesome. Well, a lovely tear for you. And that was, and that I think tees off Carlos's personality. And that was Carlos Edwards's <laughs> my best eleven. <laughs>